0: Hello. <laughs> I'm Goel. I'm Kenna. And welcome to Diagnosing a Killer Mental Breakdown. Breakdown. Well, 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 well. <laughs> do these uh, once a week for you guys. They are going to kind of break down uh, mental disorders and unique needs as far as uh, like psychology and all that other stuff. We're usually going to pick out one from the DSM-5. So this week's is going to be schizophrenia spectrum and other psychotic disorders.
1: We've been talking about that a lot lately.
0: Yeah. So I know uh, recently we did an episode about uh, Richard Chase, who was diagnosed at the time with paranoid schizophrenia. Um, The latest copy of the DSM-5, it has been reworked a little bit. It is no longer um, part of the DSM-5. They now refer to schizophrenia as a spectrum, much like autism. They no longer diagnose people with uh, Asperger syndrome, mm-hmm. it is all on a spectrum. With that, the topic that we're talking about is going to be schizophrenia, spectrum, and other psychotic disorders. Schizophrenia, spectrum, and other psychotic disorders, uh, this is what, th- according to the DSM-5, uh, it includes schizophrenia, other psychotic disorders, schizotypal personality disorders. They're defined by abnormalities in one or more of the following five domains. These five domains are delusions, hallucinations, disorganized thinking, including speech, grossly disorganized or abnormal motor behavior, including catatonia, Mm -hmm. and uh, other negative symptoms. So uh, if you have one or more of the previous... Uh, you may, in fact, be on the spectrum for schizophrenia.
1: Yes, and you also, I just want to note really quick, because I'm actually taking abnormal psychology this semester, and it's been so beneficial with my knowledge of psychology, and the um, I actually bought my own copy of DSM-5, I told you. Um, so it has to do with one or more of the symptoms presenting itself, that it has to be like a reoccurring kind of like frequent, recent kind of... Uh, Realization, I guess, of these symptoms. Yeah.
0: Um. So some of the some of the the types of schizophrenia, like we said, um, with Richard Chase's case, he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. The uh the previous types that were on the DSM four were the paranoid type, disorganized type, catatonic type, the undifferentiated type, and the residual type. Um. If you guys want to look up which which each of those means, then be my guest. Uh. I won't go into detail just because it's a lot. But those are the ones that have been dropped. Between the DSM four and the DSM five, and that's why it is that spectrum blanket. Mm-hmm.
1: And the DSM four, if I'm not mistaken, was published in 2008, and the mm-hmm. DSM five has been revised, but it was originally published in 2013. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a DSM six or a DSM five R
0: coming out pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, well on its way. Yeah, yeah. But this is the most updated uh, version. I think the the diagnosing criteria is uh, it's going to be two or more of uh, each one of these. Um, presented like the de- like we said, the delusions, the hallucinations, disorganized speech, um, catatonic behavior or, uh, you know, diminished motor skills. And then, of course, those extra negative symptoms, you know, if these are all disturbances that happen um, within can be a one to a six month period, depending on the type mm-hmm. of, um, disruption that you're experiencing. Which is
1: terrifying. Yeah.
0: And so it's got to be reoccurring, um, like I said, two at a time or two of those exuding behaviors or exhibiting behaviors mm-hmm. within a few months. Yeah. So
1: and you're not going to find a case with um all of those. I mean, it's very unlikely to have all of those because there's only th- there's three different ways that schizophrenia presents itself. It's mm-hmm. positive symptoms, negative symptoms, and cognitive symptoms, right. which I'll get into later, but it's very unlikely to have all of those. It's usually uh, one or the other or right, two yeah. or two or the other. Yeah, for
0: sure. Um just another like little interesting thing about uh, the schizophrenia spectrum disorder um, the comorbidity is substance use, yeah. like it's 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 uh, the the substance related disorders um, are super high in schizophrenia. Over half of individuals with schizophrenia have tobacco use disorder and smoke cigarettes regularly. Comorbidity with uh, anxiety disorders is increasingly recognized in schizophrenia. Uh, rates of obsessive compulsive disorder are high panic disorder are high mm-hmm. and and that's in comparison to the general population schizotypal or paranoid personality disorder sometimes precede the onset of schizophrenia so you'll see all these little like blips of paranoia and yeah. that gets a type typal uh, behaviors mm-hmm. like uh, manic, panic, yes. things like that. So unfortunately, life expectancy is reduced with individuals with schizophrenia because of the associated medical conditions mm-hmm. like weight gain, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, cardiovascular, pulmonary disease. They're way more common in people with schizophrenia than in the general population as well. Poor engagement in health maintenance, uh, like cancer screenings or exercise. That also includes just taking care of yourself physically. Yeah. Um. Like again, when we were talked about Richard Chase, it's uh he started. Bathing is often, and he was mm-hmm. very unkempt. Yeah. That also can be a sign of somebody that is struggling with uh, schizophrenia.
1: Not to mention, you're not going to the doctor or, you know, getting regular checkups when you're so preoccupied with these other things. That well, going and you on in your have,
0: mind. yeah, you have such high anxiety and, and paranoia. That mm-hmm. It's like, why would I go to a doctor? Yeah. So poor engagement in health maintenance behaviors like cancer screening, exercising, all that stuff, uh, you you are more at risk for chronic diseases and other disorder factors like medications, lifestyles, cigarette smoking, diet are also going to play a role in that. If you're treating all of these other symptoms like high anxiety or high paranoia and you're not actually treating the schizophrenia itself, Mm -hmm. you're also increasing your chance for that to become an issue because you are also now... Taking things that aren't appropriate for your brain Mm -hmm. and it's causing this frustration within the chemicals.
1: I was just going to say a lot of people get misdiagnosed when they are presenting symptoms of schizophrenia because other symptoms are maybe presenting uh, more. They're expressing themselves more. And unfortunately, they do get prescribed the wrong medication, which then heightens their schizophrenic tendencies or their um, paranoia um, symptoms, which is awful.
0: Yeah. So, um, a shared vulnerability for psychosis and mental medical disorders may explain some of the medical comorbidity of schizophrenia. So Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's going back to Richard Chase, just with the, the drug abuse and all that other stuff, like you're seeking something and like nothing is working Mm -hmm. and it's only making it worse.
1: And it's such a, a case that is really easy to relate that stuff to because he went through all of the you know, very early on symptoms and then he tried to get help and then he did get help and it was working. The medication he was on but then his mom took him off of it and all this stuff and then it heightened itself. It heightened itself and then it turned into this horrible, horrible crime. Not to mention Andre Thomas was also diagnosed paranoid schizophrenia by the psychiatrist before they came Mm -hmm. back and decided that that was incorrect which was not true. Yeah. But he was the one that... And
0: he also sought help.
1: Yeah. He actually tried to self-medicate with marijuana and that's it was thought to be the way to quiet the voices that he was hearing and then of course you know the alcohol abuse and then unfortunately in his trial and of course he i don't believe that he shouldn't have gone to jail or gone through trial but they used that against him and they tried to say that because of his drug use and because of his alcoholic behavior it actually heightened his paranoia and his delusions which it might have but that's not the reason for the disease you know right the disease is there regardless you know he's trying to abuse substances and abuse alcohol in order to help himself not
0: to make it worse yeah exactly like um To quiet the voices, if you will. Some famous uh, killer cases, if you will, that include... Offenders that have schizophrenia, and in no again, I'm not going to use the terms paranoid schizophrenia or Mm -hmm. any of that. Is on the spectrum of schizophrenia,
1: and we want to be accurate with the current information. Of course,
0: Ed Gein. Ed Gein was known as the butcher of Plainsfield. Um, he's actually inspired many film characters, like Leatherface, terrifying creatures. Yeah. (laughs) In Hollywood, he was actually found not guilty by reason of insanity due to his schizophrenia.
1: Bizarre to me. I mean, that makes sense when you say it out loud. But the insanity play is so hard to come by, and it's so hard to get. Like, that sounds about to get, but like, unfortunately we saw it in andre thomas's case it's so hard to prove to the court system that you're insane yeah and the legal definition of insane is not the definition of of normative people or people that aren't struggling with right. those illnesses how they would define insane
0: insane yeah and um, that's and very unfortunate richard chase as well he went for that plea um mm-hmm. and didn't get it uh, according to psychology today i believe it was it's one percent of all murder cases have that plea, or that have plead, pleaded that, and only twenty five percent of that one percent are actually found not guilty by reason of so insanity. So that's
1: like minuscule.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, a micro. is it? A, it is a decimal. Yeah. Like, it is so rare. So I don't think a lot of people knew that. I didn't know that, that Ed Gein never saw the inside of a jail cell. He yeah. never went to prison. He lived the rest of his life in a hospital and yeah. died at 77.
1: I actually didn't know that. And he's one of the ones that I want to cover as well. Uh, he's yeah. been on my list for, you know, quite some time. Uh, it's, it, is, it is unfortunate, though, because some big 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 name serial killers like i know you're probably going to mention them charlie manson and ted bundy they and we'll talk about them of course because we have to they're just you know
0: they're on a different type of spectrum they're they technically are technically not paranoid they are but <laughs> they both tried
1: to plead insanity is what yes. i'm trying to say and mm-hmm. it was hilarious because they're like yeah uh, yeah get fucked charlie yeah. charlie and teddy charlie get yeah fucked.
0: <laughs> no no <laughs> Um, so another really famous case, David Berkowitz, the son of Sam. He had believed that his neighbor's dog was actually the one that commanded him to take to do these killings, yep. which you would consider part part of the cognitive, mm-hmm. um, because it was definitely his brain, almost thoughts, closing in on himself.
1: Absolutely. And him
0: lashing out was out of necessity
1: mm-hmm. Absolutely. in his mind. Absolutely. And it's also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and please correct me if I'm wrong, it's, it's uh, your own internal monologue that they're hearing, but they're interpreting it as somebody talking. It's not like... As far as I understand, it's not like it sounds like somebody like if you and me are sitting here talking, it's not like it sounds like an outside person talking to you, but you hear it and you think it's somebody else even though it can it's be It's like your an inflated model. conscience, I would yes. think.
0: Yeah. So the last one I'm just going to touch on just as far as schizophrenia goes, James Holmes, the okay. uh, Batman what they call him, the Batman killer or the Aurora Theater shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he. Yeah, I
1: did. I was like, I don't James think I Holmes. know who that is. Yes, I do. Yes,
0: it's very recent. I mean, yeah. it's probably in the last eight years. Maybe. I remember that James Holmes has been diagnosed schizophrenic by twenty different doctors.
1: Oh my god! Before or after this, after the killings. Wow. Yeah. I mean, sorry, but after the first like three, why did you need seventeen more doctors? You know what? I think it's that?
0: probably because they want to. They want to believe that this man did this out of malice. Yeah. And I think that with that diagnosis, I feel like maybe it kind of makes people feel like, like almost like he hasn't taken accountability. Yeah. And I, I, and I, 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 yeah. And I think that's why they've done so many diagnoses with him. I
1: can see that. That makes Um,
0: sense. But I thought that was really interesting. Twenty doctors. Yeah, that's
1: wild. I don't even know twenty doctors. Right?
0: <laughs> I haven't <laughs> even gone to twenty doctors.
1: <laughs> so I'm briefly going to talk about, and I wasn't I wasn't planning on talking a lot during this episode, <laughs> but I got this really amazing document from school. I said I'm taking out normal psychology, and I really wanted to share it with everybody because it is the top ten myths about schizophrenia that Ooh. people think are true but are actually not. Okay, and shout out to Dr. Kalmbach for giving giving it to me. Um, This is actually from WebMD, so you can find it. And I'll put the link in the show notes. So like I said earlier, schizophrenia can uh, present itself in three different ways, positive, negative, or cognitive. Positive does not mean something good. It means that it heightens something. So it's going to heighten your paranoia. It's going to heighten your anxiety or your delusions. Negative is going to decrease them. So it's going to make you monotone. It's going to make you um catatonic like we said earlier mm-hmm. things like that and then cognitive is when those voices come into play and that's not that's just a broad spectrum of what can happen There's also a lot of other things that do happen now myth number one um it means you have multiple personalities mm-hmm. a lot of people confuse schizophrenic disorder with multiple personality disorder uh, they are definitely different. This is one of the biggest misunderstandings. So one poll actually found that 64% of Americans believe this. So not to be confused with multiple personality disorder, like I said, or more accurately, a disassociative identity disorder. If you've mm-hmm. ever seen the movie Split, that is what the main character suffers from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a person with uh, schizophrenia doesn't have two different personalities. Instead, they have false ideas or have lost in touch with reality. Mm-hmm. Now, myth number two, most people with schizophrenia are violent or dangerous. That is all also not true and they really portray that in movies and tv shows the crazed killer is always psycho and they're schizophrenic um unfortunately that's a very bad stigma and the substance abuse that we're talking about alcohol or drug abuse is actually what causes them to become violent mm-hmm. but the disorder alone does not make you physically violent right. myth number three bad parenting is the cause I would say that in Richard Chase's case, maybe, (laughs) because (laughs) Beatrice was not the best mom, and Richard Sr. was definitely terrible. Yeah, it didn't
0: help, but it's also hereditary, right? Yes,
1: it is, but mothers actually, in particular, often get blamed, and because uh, schizophrenia is a mental illness, it does have many causes, including drug abuse, trauma, and the gene transfer, like I told you Mm -hmm. earlier, but... Mis- scientifically proven mistakes that you've made as a parent will not cause your child to get this condition. Right, yeah, it's not something that you can get. It's something that you are susceptible to and you either have outside trauma
0: or you don't. And mm-hmm. that determines whether or not right. you tumble over or you There's, don't. It seems like there is a bit of a guide, right? I mean, it's not necessarily a black and white situation.
1: Yeah, no. Um. And like I said, I think I said it in the last episode that Schizophrenia is transferred through genes; it is genetic. However, it's not the disease as genetic; it's the predisposition to the disease. Mm-hmm. And bad parenting can be, make it come over to the edge. But it, this is saying that you're not if some a child that is not predisposed to have this disease is not going to get it if you are making mistakes. It's not her. contagious
0: by yes. bad parenting.
1: Yes. Uh, now, myth number four: If a parent has schizophrenia, you'll get it too. Unfortunately, genes do play a role. Um, but just because one of your parents has a mental illness does not mean that you're destined to get it. However, you have a slightly elevated chance. If you're one of your parents has schizophrenia, you're you have a 16% chance of getting it, which is definitely not. It's not low, low, but it's not high. <laughs> yeah. Um, if both of your parents have it, you are actually jump up to about 45%, which wow. is still less than half. And this is super interesting. If twins get it, if one of the twins gets it, it's less than a 50% chance that the other twin's gonna get it, even if they're identical twins.
0: Wow! Genes science, are interesting science.
1: Now, n- number five: people with schizophrenia aren't smart. That is simply not true. There is just a lot. Of, there's a lot of people um just have trouble taking tests like memory and skill tests, yeah. and uh, they have a t- trouble with attention, learning, and memory. But that does not mean they're not intelligent. Mm-hmm. They just simply can't put forth the thoughts that they are capable of having because they have all these things that are barriers to right. It. Now, myth number six, if you have schizophrenia, you belong in a mental hospital. There was a time where people believed that. There's a time now that people still believe that. However, people can live very, very full lives with schizophrenia Mm -hmm. as long as they're properly medicated and then they stay on their treatment. Unfortunately, that doesn't always happen because having medical and health treatment is a luxury, unfortunately, in America. And it Mm -hmm. sucks, but it it is. And that's why you see a lot of um, transient people that are suffering with schizophrenia. It's because they do not have the money to get it treated. Mm -hmm. Myth number seven, you can't hold a job if you have it. Again, like I said, you can live a very normal life as long as you, you know, have treatment. Myth number eight, schizophrenia makes people lazy. The illness can make it harder for them to, to do their daily of things, course. such as dressing and bathing, but that doesn't mean they're lazy. They just right. need help.
0: yeah.
1: Uh, myth number nine, it comes on with a sudden psychotic break. That, that I thought was really
0: interesting because it doesn't... yeah.
1: You don't just all of a sudden break and no, then you have... No, it
0: develops. There might be some type of trauma that happens that makes that more forward-presenting. Yes, Um, to people around you uh, in the way that you exhibit your behavior. But I don't think it's one thing that creates schizophrenia.
1: Yes. The fact of this one is that some people do have a big mental event that leads to the diagnosis, but Mm. not to the
0: disorder. Yeah,
1: And symptoms can appear over time and they're actually really hard to notice. So that's why people think that it comes on all of a sudden when it really doesn't. Mm -hmm. Early symptoms of schizophrenia include being less social, showing interest in... showing less interest in normal activities and withdrawing from everyday life. But other symptoms like acting out delusions and hallucinating can show up later, which is why... Actually, I think it's somewhat of like 75 or 80% of people that were diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia didn't know there was something wrong for the first like while of their diagnosis, of their uh, illness, because it doesn't present itself so abruptly and so aggressively where you're Mm. like, whoa, there's got to be something wrong with that person. Yeah. And that's um, another thing that they say is like, Though the cases of schizophrenia, it has a 1% prevalence rate in the United States, which is a shitload of people. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But they're estimated to be a lot higher if people just recognize the signs and symptoms early and they are able to get themselves treatment and diagnosis. And lastly, uh, the last myth is that you can never recover from it. Again... It can be hard to treat, but it's not impossible. There's no cure for it, of course, but antipsychotic medications can help stabilize people that are mm-hmm. suffering with this and lower the risk of future symptoms, as well as talk therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy. Those are helpful tools as well that can show you how to handle stress better and live life well. Mm-hmm. And then with the right medication and therapy, about 25% of people with the disease will recover completely completely. And another 50% will see improvement in their symptoms. But many
0: people, again, can live full and productive lives. And thank you for reading that, honestly, because every mental breakdown, we do want to tackle uh, some type of a diagnosis from the DSM-5. And again, bring light and awareness to these disorders and these unique needs that people have. Um, We're not saying that people on the schizophrenic spectrum are killers no that's we're not saying, we're saying that all killers have schizophrenia we just again want to bring awareness and like kind of said people can live very productive lives in fact i i mean i wrote down a few famous people that have schizophrenia um very successful people albert einstein's son had schizophrenia
1: really mm-hmm. Ed, yeah
0: uh edward einstein sid barrett from pink floyd okay uh and Peter Green from Fleetwood Mac.
1: Wow, I did not know that either.
0: Mary Todd Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's wife, had schizophrenia. Wow. And one of the coolest ones, I think, is Vincent Van Gogh. How cool... Not cool, but, like, how interesting, interesting yeah. you know? So, like, clearly, people with schizophrenia have been leading very successful lives. I mean, and these are... I mean... Other than Peter Green and Sid Barrett, and I looked up when they were diagnosed, it was unknown when mm-hmm. they were diagnosed. I mean, this is before medication existed for mm-hmm. this and these people lived fully functioning lives. Yeah, and, absolutely. And it is it's incredible. Like I I would hate to think that just because you feel like someone doesn't understand what's going on in your head that you would hate to reach out. Absolutely. And like that that's it is like Clearly, now we've had two cases where they've tried to reach out and get help, and it wasn't it wasn't received properly. It wasn't taken care of, and it wasn't maintained. And again, it's not that you have it and you don't take even if you don't take care of it, it does not mean that you will harm someone. Yes, mm-hmm. look for the warning signs, especially that um, overuse of of substances, alcohol, your depression, like all of these things can be triggering factors into you not being able to get help or getting to the point of no return. So all we ask is you take care of yourself.
1: It really brings it into perspective when you say that thing about the well-known people having it, because, you know, how many times have you seen a situation on TV in real life, whatever it may be, where if it's a famous person, whatever, like, they're not gonna, you know, the media is not gonna let you know about that, especially nowadays. But right. if you see a transient person on the side of the road that's yelling at apparently nobody, then you're gonna judge that person when they have the exact same diagnosis, mental illness. However, the person that has the celebrity has the money and the power and the secrecy to get the treatment, and the person that is living on the street, unfortunately, of does course, not. Yeah. it's the exact same thing. Yeah, it's just two different lifestyles. So that's true. Um, yeah, it's just you know, try not to make that assumption based... And don't fall into one of those myths either. You know, mm. it's not... It's not... A, it, there's a b- big stigma around mental illness, but schizophrenia spectrum especially. Because yeah, it is, I think it's so. considered to be a very unpredictable disease. It's really not. Bottom line, one person that you may not even know that's struggling is a celebrity, and you'll never know that. But you will, unfortunately, come across people that are on the street that have the exact same illness. So don't be so quick to judge that one person simply because they don't have the resources to care for
0: themselves. And that's oh. very unfortunate, but it does happen. Yeah, um, I think that my, my last point here might be give people the space to let them talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you give people, like, know that that's an open door, like, between you and someone. If you see somebody exhibiting these behaviors... Just let them know if they ever want to talk to you about it, that they can, and you won't judge them, and you'll be able to receive that information. And maybe it is just a friend that needs somebody to talk to. Um, But for me personally, I would hate to think that I ignored these warning signs and still didn't give someone the benefit of the doubt and the space to communicate what they're going through just so that they can get help. Exactly. So be an open door for your friends.
1: And also, I just wanted to quickly say uh, thank you guys. If you listen to this mental breakdown, we, of course, are very heavy on the true crime, but we are also very passionate about advocating for mental illness and mental uh, illness awareness. So thank you for sticking with us, and I hope that you learned something in this episode, because I learned something, and I'm just listening Same. to you, you know? I know. <laughs> and, uh, so we're going to be doing more of these. If you have a specific uh, diagnosis that you'd like us to talk about, please, by all means, we're probably going to, for now at least, stick to diagnoses that are prevalent among killers, but... Um, I'm totally happy to talk about uh, that tobacco one that you were talking mm-hmm. about sounds super interesting. like it yeah. probably doesn't have anything to do with um, you know, murder or, or any true crime, right. but still an interesting thing to talk about. and it's a little palate cleanser, you know, with the with the heavy, heavy uh the content know, Richard case case. Yeah. Richard Chase case that we just <laughs> went over. um i I hope this can be a little small palate cleanser
0: on your yeah, way to work. It's or it's something, something different and it's something that, again, like Kenna said, we're huge uh, mental illness awareness advocates. So it's something that we're super passionate about and it's something that we enjoy talking about literally in our everyday life. So when we find something interesting, we want to bring it to you guys. So I'm so excited. This is our first mental I breakdown. I think
1: we like actually had to stop ourselves from talking to each other last night about this. We, we were did. Like, okay, okay, let's <laughs> save it for the podcast. Save it <laughs> for the podcast because we would to talk for hours. I don't want to see you for the next 24 hours. Right. And I like that idea of... Maybe the next time we do a mental breakdown, like, the other person doesn't know what it's about, like, what we're going to cover. And I like the idea of, or I like that we've been doing the cases.
0: Like, I don't tell you what case I'm going to cover until oh, I we're sitting that. down. And
1: it's then so it's intriguing. Like, oh, yeah.
0: I, I like doing it that way because I'm finding out when the audience is finding out. Yeah, I mean, really. I it's in real time. <laughs> if you think about it.
1: Well, thanks for joining us. Again, uh, please follow us on Instagram if you want to keep up with the latest posts. That is at Diagnosing a Killer. We also do have a Twitter, at Killer Diagnosis. We set up the Gmail, so it's Diagnosing a Killer at gmail.com. And we also set up our Patreon, so if you feel so inclined to donate to help us out uh, so we can get the ball rolling on some merch and some different, different content and all that good stuff. I actually really quickly just wanted to shout out Uh, While we were recording the Richard Chase case, Mm -hmm. we got an email from somebody that we didn't know. What? Someone emailed us, and it wasn't someone that we were poking and telling to listen to the podcast. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Uh, I'm not going to say his name because he didn't give me permission to, but I will say that The content of the email says, hey, ladies, I just heard your story about tinning. I happen to have grown up near Schenectady and lived much of my adult life there. I remember it well hearing about it as a teen. Schenectady is just west of Albany, about 170 miles from New York City. Wow. So super nice email. Thank you for the information because it was very clear on the podcast that I didn't know (laughs) where Schenectady Schenectady was. (laughs) So thank you for that information. and." If you want to, I mean, seriously, that made my entire night. I ran into the living room and told mom. I was like, mom, someone that we don't know emailed (laughs) us. Like, I was so excited. So... Please, please reach out to us. We want to hear what y'all have to say, and yeah. we want to hear your thoughts on the case. If we left anything out, please correct us. If we if we did something that offended you, tell us so we can do better for next time. Seriously, anything. Yeah. If you love us, tell us. If you hate us, tell us. I don't care. <laughs> what is it? Uh, bad publicity <laughs> is still publicity. Yeah, like,
0: there's no bad attention. Right. Any attention's good attention. Uh, Yeah, no, totally piggybacking off of that. Even if it's something that just crosses your mind, or you want to add to a case, or you just... Want to just say say your piece about it. Love it. Also, That's so any cool. personal cases
1: that if you know, oh, my godmother actually uh, suggested like three. First of all, she knows about a lot of cases that were like real close to her, like <laughs> like location wise, and also like a friend of a friend of a friend. I'm like, how do you know? Like, you're just <laughs> randomly connected to all She's these. She's part programs. of the family, is what it is. <laughs> but she did suggest a couple for us, and uh-huh. so I'm gonna start researching those. They might be minis because they're not really big cases, but mm-hmm. oh my god, interesting. Excited. I think that. I think right now is the moment where I'm starting to get really optimistic because I told like everyone at work, of course, and like a lot of people, you know, the friends of mom and dad have been listening and and stuff like that. So thank you all so much for listening to us and Oh, and I told Cesar this guy that plays baseball with Casey that I'd shout him out. So hey Cesar, hey Karina. Good to see you. Glad you hopefully you're listening. He was talking (laughs) shit about the echo in the first episode. Oh god. (laughs) It's been solved. It has. Well, we hope you guys keep listening to us, and thanks so much for uh, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for coming to the Mental Breakdown. All right, we'll see you next time when we break down another mental... Mm. <laughs> that didn't work. I thought it was going to be something <laughs> clever. <laughs> All right, love you. Bye. Love you, bye.